Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me this week. My motivational quote today is by Eleanor Roosevelt, and it says, You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're, uh, you're able to say to yourself, I've lived through this horror. I could take the next thing that comes along. You must do the thing you think you cannot do. Do you think women should stay home, raise the kids, and keep the household functioning? Is it possible to have both a career and be home to raise the kids? Is there a financial revolution going on, or is it just hype created by the media revolving around women entrepreneurs? Here's a fun fact. Do you know that by 2018, women entrepreneurs will be responsible for creating 5.5 billion new jobs nationwide because of that? Lynn? Lynn, wait, I'm going to stop the record. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much for joining me this week. My motivational quote is by Eleanor Roosevelt, and it says, You gain strength, courage, and confidence by every experience in which you really stop to look fear in the face. You're able to say to yourself, I've lived through this horror. I can take the next thing that comes along. You must do the things you think you cannot. Do you think women should stay home, raise the kids, and keep the household functioning? Is it possible to have both a career and be home to raise the kids too? Is there a financial revolution going on, or is it just hype created by the media revolving around women entrepreneurs? Here's a fun fact. Did you know that by 2018, women entrepreneurs will be responsible for for creating 5.5 billion new jobs nationwide because of faster growth of women-owned businesses compared to those owned by men? So when did this growth in women-owned businesses begin? Today, my guest is Linda Welbrock. Linda is the CEO and founder of Leading Women Entrepreneurs, an initiative created to commend women entrepreneurs for their service, leadership, contribution to their communities, and the state's economic recovery. Linda has dedicated more than a decade of her career to the overall advancement of women and diversity efforts and has created a national platform to showcase the efforts and accomplishments of some of the most innovative and influential women entrepreneurs. Please help me welcome Linda Welbrock. Linda, thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is great. I really feel honored to, to be a part of this. So thank you again um, for the invitation. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do it. Now, Linda and I, for everybody listening, Linda and I actually met at a networking event. Linda was the keynote speaker. And immediately after, I ran over to her and said, you have to be on the show. And, of course, Linda was gracious and said, sure. <laughs> and and that's how we roll, right, Linda? <laughs> that's exactly how we roll. You know, you have to yeah. take uh, you have to say yes to opportunities. You got it. That's right. So my first question is, this is such a great organization, um, Leading Women Entrepreneurs. How did you start it and why did you start it? 
So I'm going to give you a, uh, obviously a summarized version because I could talk to you about that for three days or I can talk to you about <laughs> it for five minutes and I know we have limited time here. Sure. Uh, basically, my, my path led me to this. Uh, I worked in the financial industry. I had a calling for something more. I applied to get a scholarship at a university to receive my MBA and I got accepted, I, I got the scholarship, and a part of that was to work at the university. And I ended up getting a job at the Rothman Institute of Entrepreneurial Studies. And this was in 2001. So I believe that my passion for entrepreneurship really ignited there. I was surrounded by people that were innovative and passionate and they were so exciting to be around and I didn't know exactly how that would unfold but I knew that this was going to be the club that I wanted to be a part of in some way, shape or form. And so back then I was studying from, you know, entrepreneurship from an academic uh, perspective, which is much different than actually being an entrepreneur, but I really gained some insight on um, women specifically and the challenges that hold women entrepreneurs back. From there, my undergrad was in, uh, I, I focused in on-air journalism at Northeastern, and from there I basically got a job from a publisher that had done a story on something we were doing at the university, had offered me a job, and she ran a woman's publication. So once I completed my MBA, I worked for a woman's magazine in the state of New Jersey, which was really the perfect uh, combination of everything that I didn't know I was looking for. Um, that included the entrepreneurial uh, focus because it was a very entrepreneurial environment and I got to meet and cover stories on women in a variety of industries, not just entrepreneurial but corporate and educational. And if you were anyone doing anything of interest in the state of New Jersey back then, then at some point we bumped into you. So, that was exciting, and, and then came 2009, <laughs> and like many, doors closed, and I ended up getting laid off, which uh, was, I think, just a time where people were thinking differently, right, because nobody Absolutely. was getting jobs back then, and it was sure. really hard time for, I think, the state of New Jersey in general and, and the world. So I thought back to my studies and I was just winging it thinking, you know what, this is going to be a really hard time for people to get jobs. It's a recession. I should use the information I know from getting the MBA in entrepreneurship and put together an event series where I address the major obstacles that hold women entrepreneurs back, which include access to capital, access to great marketing opportunities because women don't like to talk about themselves and access to strong networks compared to our male counterparts. So we launched an event series that was much like the TV show Shark Tank. In fact, cool. we called it Sharkette Tank. And we had <laughs> rooms where people could pitch their businesses. Rooms full, a woman could come to the event and pitch her business to a room full of investors or a room full of media people or a room full of buyers and come to a place that had many different resources in terms of, I think we used to have about 100 exhibitors and panel presentations and keynote speakers throughout the day. And it was a huge undertaking and very well received. But that, that event in 2000, I got laid off in April and we had that event in October. Um, 400 people ended up showing up 
Holy smokes! Yeah, I mean, it was it was exciting. Um, we did something that worked well too. At the time, it was the gubernatorial race, and we had invited the um, candidates to come and speak on what they were planning on doing to support small businesses in the state of New Jersey. And Christy Daggett and Corzine all accepted. So wow. we had the PR then. Um, which helped fill the room, and after that, I sort of a business was born. So I evolved since then, but that was really the kickoff and the foundation to what I'm doing now, which is leading women entrepreneurs, as you said. But I really I, I decided to laser focus on that marketing aspect to give women entrepreneurs and women leaders the um, information they need to create visibility platforms. So now Leading Women Entrepreneurs harnesses the power of the media to showcase great stories of success because A, we want those success stories. We want those women to position themselves as authorities in the marketplace because we know it will build business for them. And B, we know that the reader or the person who hears these stories will be inspired. And so we will help the next generation of women leaders to come um, just by hearing these great stories and saying, you know what, she did it, I can do it too. Yeah. So now we have lwworld.com. We have hundreds of successful stories in an environment of very successful people, and that's pretty much how it happens in a nutshell. <laughs> you know, you said, you said a couple of things that I want to focus on that I hope everybody listening picked up on. You know, um, first, when you were going for your MBA and working in that environment in the entrepreneurial uh, department, it's interesting. I, my, my oldest is a, just finished his freshman year in college, but my youngest is a junior in high school, so we're looking at colleges and all of that. And one of the colleges we went to was Temple University in Pennsylvania. And when the, the, you know, the administrators talk at the top and they tell you what majors they have and all the stuff that the university has to offer. And one of the things, in, it was an entrepreneurial department, and a young man who is a senior there last year started whatever the business was, some online business that he created. It's already generating $100,000. So a year. In, in, can you imagine? And it was a junior in, in college. And now they, they have a whole department for these kids who have these innovative, awesome ideas. And they're helping them get the LLC set up and all of these other things so that instead of saying, no, you have to get your degree, and then you can open a business. They're encouraging these very innovative, creative minds and supporting that. So first of all, I just want to comment your college experience. Look at how it set you on the course for success. But the, the colleges, I have to commend, they're really thinking or forward thinking with not limiting the kids um, because this generation, man, they are super duper creative. So go Temple. We don't know if James is going to go there, but I was, I looked at my husband and I said, holy moly, that's awesome. The other thing I wanted yeah. to comment, yeah, isn't that awesome? The other thing I wanted to comment on is when you were laid off in 2009, think about it, right after the mortgage crisis, everything started to implode um, and people were losing jobs left and right and you just got swept up in that. But you stopped and thought, 
you know, I have previous experience I'm bringing to the table. What should I do with that experience? So I want people who are either have been laid off or are looking for a new career because you, you know there's something more for you. Listen to what Linda said. She had all of that experience and knowledge. Just because you get laid off doesn't mean you leave all of that behind. So, uh, you know, kudos to you that you actually stopped and had that mindful moment of, hmm, I still have all these skills that I bring to the table. What can I do with them? And I, I hope that inspires other. Just that one um, piece that you went over, Linda, I hope people go back and listen because I really thought that was um, just a mindful moment to be present and say, what do I bring to the table? So thank you for that as well. Yeah, and, and you at the end you said you have all these amazing stories. Can you share, before we take a break, share an amazing story of success that you've come across through these efforts um, with the, with the um, leading women entrepreneurs? Well, I have, I have so many amazing stories. I know. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, I mean, most recently, for example, I just, uh, we're in a new year, and so this is my favorite time of year because we get to meet a whole new class of finalists um, we have a woman who invented the basically a robotics company, cool. and so she is bringing Jessens to 2016, where you know you can program your robot to have a name and make you coffee and clean your house and do all this amazing stuff, um, including especially for el the elderly. It can. Yes. Um, it can actually feed medicine to elderly people, which is going to be, you know, so revolutionary to our society since that group is constantly growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, it, was, it was just fascinating to see once again how everything that we do really basically comes down to our ideas. And we all have great ideas, but entrepreneurship is about creating something out of nothing, right? And, and this woman was such a strong example of, you know, she thought this up and there it was. There was a robot in front of me speaking and <laughs> doing all this amazing stuff. I, I just was so impressed. Uh, I, but I think that, you know, again, I've heard stories of women who have overcome breast cancer and have been unemployed and, uh, you know, single mothers who now have $50 million marketing agencies and all these stories that are never just a straight line. They've always overcome some kind of an obstacle, which has Definitely. opened up a door. And uh, that's the purpose of what I do. So if anybody comes to the website or if they go and pick up an issue of New Jersey Monthly Magazine, we do these custom sections um, that tell these stories of these just trailblazing women and in the state, in the greater New York area. Um, and I think I mean, the qualities that those women have are really something that I admire most, and that is basically to refuse to accept the status quo. Uh, they're definitely in touch with life's greater purpose. They focus on products and services um, that they emphasize value above everything else, and they value talented people and understand how and when to collaborate with them, right? That's a really important factor yeah. of being successful. And mm -hmm. then most importantly, like I just said, they can effectively execute an innovative idea. 
and then scale that innovation to a level that can affect many, many people. So those are really the qualities of this amazing group of people that I have come to find are um, just so great to be around and I'm personally inspired every day and I, I'm continually learning from them so it's a, a privilege for me to, to be in the place that I'm at. Now I have a question, the, the young lady or the woman who did the Jetsons, this robotics, was she like a rocket scientist or a robotics engineer or something like that? She had an engineering background. Yeah. She did, yes. Wow. Again, you have this stuff, this knowledge, this, these skills in your brain. How cool to take it and create something so awesome. And, and I agree with you with the elderly. Um, you know, my mom and dad are elderly. They, they happen to still be independent, thank God. But, you know, my dad has to monitor my mom's medicine and, you know, he puts it up. But what happens if you live alone and you, you know, all those pills sometimes can get very confusing uh, for the elderly. So what an awesome um, long-term usage as well as I'd like somebody to clean my house for me on a regular basis. <laughs> Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, with everything we have to do, so come on. And I love that you added the qualities of, you know, refuse to accept the status quo, the product and service value, um, value valuing people and the collaboration with people. And it's funny you say that because as a, as a an entrepreneur myself, right? But I have always worked on my own because I know my own ability. I know I can control the quality of what's being delivered. And over the past uh, year or two, people have been approaching me and I'm working on several projects with others. And it's inspiring and life-changing and I'm excited that it's it's come to my life you know what I mean that people uh, thought enough of me to, to value my opinion and skills um, so I do agree with the collaboration of others because you, you we just can't do it ourselves anymore there's just too much information and too many things to get done we need to take a quick break Lynn um, when we come back I, I'd like for you, you've mentioned several things, but I'd really like to focus on the resources that you have available for women entrepreneurs um, that they could probably find on your website, which we'll give later as well. So let's take a quick break first. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. We are back and we are speaking with Linda Welbrock and we're talking about um, women entrepreneurs, specifically leading women entrepreneurs is um, Linda's passion and she's the CEO and founder of that organization. So Linda, what are some of the resources that you have made available to women entrepreneurs specifically? 
Uh, absolutely, sure. So we have many resources. Uh, I think the most valuable one is the environment that we've created because we are a sisterhood of uh, women leaders who really are predisposed to wanting to help each other. So just by being a part of that community and networking with each other is really, you know, it, it's just nothing's going to replace that face-to-face -face relationship building. So we have sure. educational events on a regular basis. Um, all of those are listed on our on our website or on our Leading Women Entrepreneurs Facebook page. And from there, I mean, we have all sorts of showcase opportunities. So if people are interested in um, and being a part of one of our custom sections, there, that information is all on, on the website as well. We do retreats on a regular basis. In fact, um, it's an invitation retreat, but we have one coming up to the Hamptons on July 21st. And we like to say that that is um, like the male version of a golf outing, right? Because we're going to the Hamptons and we're doing a lot of business, but we're not necessarily <laughs> golfing. So we're just doing it a little bit more, uh, you know, with a, different, with a different twist on it. So we offer the retreats, the educational information, the membership. There's two levels. We're constantly doing private dinners and having resourceful speakers come in, and then our showcase opportunities. The educational uh, piece, what type of things do you have on that platform? Sure. So we just had an event actually um, a couple weeks ago, May 4th, um, called Money, Power, Media, and Procurement. We talked about, uh, again, we try and address the issues that women entrepreneurs are challenged with. So money is always, is always everybody's, you know, you always need more money. It's the fuel to our goals, right? So even if you've made it to the million-dollar mark or the $20 million mark, you know, you might want to get an investor to scale globally. So we had a panel of presenters talk about the difference between private equity, venture capital, angel investment, and just getting a bank loan, which is the right match for me. And what are some of the processes that need to take place in order to take advantage of any of those avenues? Then procurement is a huge door opener. We do, we do procurement and certification events on a regular basis. If you are a woman-owned business, then you can get yourself certified as a woman-owned company. And depending upon um, the type of business you have, you might qualify to be a diverse supplier for corporations. And so um, we had the heads of diversity for Pfizer, and um, we've had MetLife in the past, and Novartis, and all these big companies who are looking for minorities and uh, diverse suppliers to bid on proposals within their companies. And that can take a relatively, you know, small company into an explosive opportunity, right? So if you are a maintenance and janitorial company, and you're locally in here in New Jersey, and you get the bid for Novartis, uh, globally, then you have just <laughs> kind of grown your business overnight. So we talk about how to be prepared for that. Can you handle a bid like that? If you can't, what you need to do to make sure that you don't lose the opportunity, who you need to talk to within the company, how to get certified, and what's that, what does that mean? Um, so that's always a really big topic. Um, marketing. Marketing is another topic. We had an expert from Infusionsoft talk about the power of being able to build an automated marketing plan and um, with the tool called Infusionsoft that also gives you the ability to do lots of other things like host a CRM database. So depending upon the, the 
size of your company, um, you might need a CRM database to manage all of your contacts. I mean, that's really, as business owners, those contacts are really create what's creating a lot of value and what is giving your company, um, you know, value. So if you ever were to sell it or if you, you know, wanted to put it on a spreadsheet, that those, those contacts are what you need to manage. So Infusionsoft software has that ability. Um, we talked about social media and how to kind of keep up with all these things that keep changing and what are the best and most effective strategies. And then um, our last panel was called Capturing the Power of Your Brand. And we had all the speakers from the major media outlets in New Jersey talking about how to pitch them for a story. So NJ.com, Star Ledger, um, Fox 5, New Jersey Monthly, NJ Biz. I think there may have been somewhere on there. But talking about how, you know, you need to know your audience. You need to know the audience of the publication. You need to know the rules of the publication. So if you're pitching a story to New Jersey Monthly Magazine and you live in California, it's not a match. You're wasting everybody's time. So know deadlines and know what you're talking about before you go in for these pitches. And we actually did a little bit of these live, live pitches. We asked people from the audience if they wanted to get up and give a, a minute pitch. And it was really interesting to see how the same person could pitch and spin their business to each one of those media outlets just by tweaking, um, you know, the introduction and statements. So that, that's, uh, that's pretty much uh, that's a great event that, we have, that offered a lot of different resources. We have, I think the retreat is the next. Actually, t tomorrow night we're doing um, an event at Cone Resnick. I know. Uh, oh yeah. So we have. I know. I I can't. I I'm so I'm so disappointed because um, the head of marketing there, Tracy Frank Fink, and I, you know, we're friends. So I always love to go to her things to support her. And tomorrow night, of course, I have something booked. But I I'm very disappointed because I wanted to see you again too. Uh, you know, after, oh, after no. is I know it's a small world. We're all connected in in one way or another. So that was kind of cool. I have to tell you, if if um. People listening, if you are either an entrepreneur or thinking about uh, kicking off some kind of product, even if you're still working and you want to do something on the side, which is usually smart so you can pay your bills, um, versus just quitting and, and saying, yes, I'm going to make this work. This is all of those things. I took a ton of notes, but everything that Linda spoke about is really value added for uh, the small business owner as well as the bigger business owner or, you know, catapulting you into whatever the next level is uh, for your business. So, wow, Linda, I didn't even realize, and I was poking around in your website and on your Facebook page, it's remarkable all of those things that you spoke about, um, every one of them is vital, I think, for small business owners. So really, uh, thank you for sharing that. My last question, we have about five minutes. What would be key tips, you know, three, five tips that you would like to share for business owners um, that they can do? But, you know, let's say they're not in New Jersey, right, and, and well, but they could still use your, you as a resource. Um, what are things that women businesses could do that you like to share with them? Well, um, I think, I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of women business owners are really hard on themselves, right? So I think that they, they need to try and um, 
give themselves time for, you know, honoring what they've done and what they've accomplished. And I, I think women don't do that enough, right? We don't like to um, just talk about our successes and cheer ourselves on, but if we can honor those moments of small, uh, small steps that we've moved forward, then I think more of those opportunities and successes come. And one of the ways that I keep track of successes is in a gratitude journal. Um, I basically went to a seminar and, um, or I, I think it was, I, I worked with a woman who was telling me that, you know, anybody who journals usually just reiterates everything that has happened in their day. And um, that's not really doing anything. So anybody who is journaling, and unless you really feel inspired by that, that's a different story. Um, but you were trying to learn something from it. So stopping that and then just waking up every single day and putting down three things that you're grateful for and that have happened, so whatever, whatever it is. And, and it's really interesting to, of course, look back um, on the year and see all the amazing things that happened. I mean, and it could be very, very small. Just, hey, I woke up today. <laughs> yes. A cup of coffee was great. Such a gift. <laughs> Right? You know, like, yeah. I am alive, right? So, um, and that that is one piece of advice, and, and to make time for yourself, right? So, having that hour a day or every other day even, and, and having the release and the separation from, from your business, because you, it's an over, it, it starts to blend into everything you do in your life, so... I like yoga and spinning, but whatever it is that resonates with you, just make sure that you have some time for yourself because I think that it makes you more productive and it certainly makes you more healthy. Um, from a business perspective, if I was going to give advice, I would, I would say surround yourself with you know, diversity and diverse perspectives because I think that it really helps to, um, you know, get your business going in, in a direction that you couldn't do on your own. So I've always had an advisory board or a group of women that I've respected and, you know, this, these peer-to-peer advisory groups are, are, you know, have done wonders for a lot of different people. I haven't myself been in one of them, but I have kind of created my own. And I, um, I, I think it's really valuable. So uh, I hope that's, that's what you're looking for. I mean, I can give more tips, but, you know, this is all it's experimental, right? So whatever works for you, keep doing. Whatever doesn't work for you, that, that's okay. Turn the other way and find something else. Yeah, the idea is just keep moving forward. It's funny because I, I do do a gratitude journal, as a matter of fact, and every morning when I wake up, I do, it's funny, I, I don't necessarily always write it down, but I'm going to do that. That's a great recommendation because I like that idea to reflect back and say, oh my gosh, look at all these things, these cool things that I really have been going on in my life. Every morning I wake up, I open my eyes and I, I list three to five things that I'm grateful for, um, for that day or that I anticipate that day. And then at night, when I put my head on the pillow, uh, the last thing I do, you know, as I fall asleep, I would assume, but I, I think about all of those um, really wonderful things that happened to me today or that I was part of or that's something I read or something I saw that moved me or inspired me. And that was um, Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, his book, it was called, it's called Wishes Fulfilled. I've read several, but in that book, he recommends... Um, 
when you put your head on the pillow to do that kind of a gratitude thing, whatever it is. And it could have been just like you got up or that your knee didn't hurt that day, right? It could be as simple as something like that. But he said if you go to bed with those positive images in your head, your mind percolates as we fall asleep. So now it's percolating on all of those kind of positive vibes so that you have a more restful night's sleep. Plus you wake up in a better mood, better like recharged and ready to, to attack your next day. So I love, I'm all about the whole gratitude thing. Because you could certainly take the stance of, oh, woe's me, look at this didn't go right today. But if you stop and look at, at just the simple things that did go right for you, it really can change your world. So, yeah, I, lo I love that. I think that's all uh, just amazing recommendations. Uh, you guys, um, I want to give you, if you have questions or you'd like more information, uh, leading women entrepreneurs, uh, go to the website, which is www.l and then weworld.com. So l w e w o r l d dot com, or you can go to info at l w e w o r l d. So lweworld.com um, if you'd like to speak directly with Linda and her team. Also, uh, you know how to find me. Go to Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Share your stories because uh, I love highlighting them on the show as well. If there's help that you need from my perspective of coaching or sales or whatever it might be, you know how to reach me again. Go to Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. I'm here for you. Uh, last, Linda, what I do is I take your email and website. I post it on the webtalkradio.net page where your where your our show will, will be. And on there, they literally can click on your name and it'll go to the info at lweworld.com and your website will be listed um, as well. So if people are driving, no worries. You know I post it for you. We have to be organized and keep it real. Uh, Linda, thank you again for being on the show. Uh, awesome, just awesome information. I hope you guys will all go out and check out Linda's website. So thanks again. Thank you so much. It was great to, to be here. Thanks again. Yeah, I know. It goes, it goes too fast, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but thanks for all your insights and inspiration. Um, all of you, thank you so much for joining me. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful, exciting, and, as always, inspired week. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can change.